After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates as part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Hudunishini, and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm Irfan Manji, and as always, I'm joined by Paige Culver. Uh, we are sponsored by J&J Creations. Are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or other customized items? Check out J&J on Instagram to place an order and speak with their design team. They ship across Canada and can, bri- can provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subjected to Canada Post. J&J Creations, where you can customize anything you need. Perfect for the Christmas time. And yes, we have our... I'm finally back. I got my sweater. Look at our faces. This nice. actually looks like us, by I know. The way. Isn't that funny? Yeah, look, ready? I, I the man wore book. a ponytail. Ah, I can see it. I know. It looks no. dope. Uh, we chat yeah, Ballon d'Or today, the hectic winter schedule, uh, and more. We'll be right back. Well, first and foremost, we want to give a quick little shout out to Kevin, who has us in his top five listens for Spotify. If you don't know, um, Spotify every year does a Spotify like rap thing and mm. you your your top artists, your top podcasts, things like that. Yeah. And he made it in the top five. So thank you, Kevin. Super pumped That's about awesome. that. That was That's really cool. Cool was yours. Yeah. Did you end up getting your your wrapped for Spotify or anything? Yeah. What, what do you want to know? Like, who's your top artist? I think Russ mm. might have been my top artist. Solid. I yeah. listened to a lot of Russ this year. Obviously, our podcast is in my top five podcasts. So that's nice. That's nice. Have you looked at yours yet? Yeah. So I shared mine with my sister, and it's all BTS. So 
probably like Justin Bieber and <laughs> no no like it's actual BTS like the the Korean yeah, 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 it's the all band. them it's yeah. that and then TXT and then I don't know what else and I stopped looking at it I'm like that's oh. hilarious I'm like I listened to maybe one or two things and it's usually our podcast or um I think it was blind dating a little while ago because that was funny <laughs> uh but nope it's yeah. all BTS and TXT I listen to a lot of podcasts like a lot of different podcasts some bachelorette podcasts like uh, or bachelor nation stuff um, mm. some mindset stuff which is kind of cool too yeah um, obviously our podcast but of course yeah. <laughs> all right well why don't that's, we get but wait that's the goal for next year to get on more people's top five i think so yeah wrapped. okay that's the goal that's gonna be our new year's goal because it's not a resolution it's a goal <laughs> it's a goal none of that like we're gonna work out all year thing no 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 no, no. no this is an actual this is gonna happen thing eh? this is legit all right thanks well thanks to kevin and everyone else who listens to us um we do appreciate it do send us some comments questions whatever you like um we're trying more i think more fan involvement next year uh close to 50 episodes we're on 47 bt dubs so pretty good yeah all right let's get into our starting 11 and the biggest story that came out a little while ago was the ballon d'or uh winner on the men's side was leo messi i'm just gonna put that out there what did you make of that? Um, I mean, I'm not surprised because it's if Messi or Ronaldo wins it, like it doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do I think that Messi or Ronaldo should have won it this year? No, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. I mean, we we put in our who do we think should have won it? Lewandowski. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what do you make of it? I'm a little disappointed because it sounds like some sort of we love Messi sort of mantra. And and I know people are saying, well, he won his first international trophy with Argentina, yada, yada, yada. But I also will argue saying that Di Maria and Martinez were the best Argentinian players. And that's why Argentina won. Not because of Messi. Right. Um, right. And he also played for Barcelona, who, yes, he had to carry them at times, but there are also a lot of situations through that whole season where he wasn't very good. Right. So I agree. I mean, I'm a little disappointed with that to win it, but yeah. how does the votes work again? I think it's the, Oh yeah. We did this last time. Let's find we out. We did do this last time. I forgot though. No, uh, me too. It's okay. Voters. But I think it was, it's a bunch of people around the world. It was like international. Um, right, it's not so it's not fan vote. That's what it it's not fan vote. I mean Lewandowski should also get 2020 as well. Like I think he's been the best player right for two years, which is ridiculous. Like what he had 60 something goals this past year, well, and the year's not done yet. Must be rigged. Who's who's paying for this? Someone's paying for it. Well, then there's also the controversy, which one of the, the presidents going out and saying that what's it called? Uh Ronaldo wants to end up with the most Ballon d'Ors and that's what it matters to him and he comes out going nah that's not it man it's about winning for my team like Ballon d'Or yes is is a prestigious award but I mean the last five years or any indication it's it's Leo Messi or nobody else right right but I don't think Ronaldo should have won it like no I don't think Ronaldo should have won I think the last time Ronaldo should have won it was when Luka Modric won it and I thought again I've told you this before I thought Ronaldo was much better that year but I don't think Ronaldo's been the best player in the world. I agree. He is one of the best. The era is coming to a close. I think so. Um, Nick asked me this on. uh, 
So Nick asked me this on Garage Door Sports. Um, what do you make of Ronaldo's 800th and 800th and first goal of the of his career? What do I think of the actual goals or like what do you make of him? Do you make of him as one of the best players of all time or is he up I there? Think like he's up there, yeah. I, I don't think like you can like discredit him for yeah. I mean, everyone towards the end of their career is just you see it with Beckham, you see it with Pele, you see it with everybody. Like you you play less minutes and maybe you're not scoring as much, things like that, yeah. right? Ronaldo is scoring, he's getting the minutes, yeah. he's working hard, like he exactly. looks so great. I, I think you have to lump him in that group. I mean, it's been an argument for a super long time. Is it Messi mm-hmm. or Ronaldo, the greatest of our era or whatever? But, you know, I think you, you put them into that group of, are they, you know, potentially the best, I don't know, 11 of all time or something mm-hmm. like that, for sure. I'm, sh- I'm sure they make the list, but yeah. So my argument is I think Ronaldo might be the best goal scorer on the men's side of all time. On the men's side, sure. Potentially. I mean, hitting all these goals, yeah. but doing it in three different countries, right? Mm-hmm. so maybe that but i don't know if he's still the best player uh, no i don't think so i don't think he's the best player yeah. i don't think he's the best player of all time i think that's a huge argument you can make for a handful of other players but mm-hmm. in this day and like day and age in this modern football sure maybe he's one of the best players mm-hmm. but not there'll be no. more to come after him so yeah not too worried about that yeah i think the the next thing to to look out in the bell and door side for the men's is who takes over the mental now? Are you looking at, you know, is Haaland ready to be the next best player in the world? Jude Bellingham's going to be a big name moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, mm-hmm. Killian, Phil Foden, sure. uh, Pedri winning the young player of the year. Yeah, Pedri, that was a good word for him, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many good players. I think it's ready. It's time to kind of move to the next era of, of football. I think we're seeing that a little bit. Like, yeah. May- like for me, this should be the last ball in Dior Messi wins unless he has an outstanding, unbelievable career, you know, or not career, like um year this like year. Out, coming yeah, up. exactly. But I don't like PSG wins the treble. Uh he has has the winning goal. Um sure. has a little bit more effort on the pitch because it like there's so He's much defending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh but that... other than that, I don't see it. Like I think it's time we move forward. I think everybody also feels the same or a lot of people feel the same way too mm-hmm. it was kind of like okay congrats but like well I, I don't think anyone's gonna catch seven i don't think anyone's gonna catch five no. No. i think that era might be gone because there's so many talented players now which is kind of nice it's kind of nice to see it's like unpredictable who's gonna get it who deserves to get it not just like yeah is it messi or ronaldo is it is this year gonna be messi or ronaldo is the next year gonna be messi or ronaldo because mm-hmm. i think a lot of players who deserved it missed out because it became the Messi Ronaldo show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, aside from Messi and Ronaldo, it was Kaká in 2007 and then Luka Modric in 2018. So look at that big, a big jump of, yes, they are the best of all time, but are they enough to dominate this? I don't know. Not anymore, but clearly Messi is. Um, the women's side, though, that was, I was not surprised with this one at all. I thought this was a good pick. What did you make of uh, Alexia Putella's being? Yeah, I, I loved how everyone said something wonderful about her because of how much of a leader she is right. and how great she was in the season. And I'm also, you know, I told you I want Mertens to win this and also my girl Jenny over there. But 
no i think it's deserved and i think uh she proved herself she had a fantastic year they won champions league they won their league title she's the captain Mm. of the team so um i think she carried that team and if you're talking leadership like if everyone can attest to her leadership i don't see why she wouldn't deserve it and like we said the 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 team had a fantastic year as well Mm -hmm. so i think that helps you obviously get the recognition but yeah right and then the biggest thing that i absolutely loved in that whole situation when she got called up was was humble about it like didn't want to start like didn't want to be the the center of attention just wanted Mm -hmm. to to say her thanks and move on and i think she looks great too yeah that's an awesome dress i can't say that but i just did so i did you know yeah but even messy's suit was like super nice too well the the fact that his kids all looked like little stars was cute (laughs) but no i think she looked great and I think she humbly accepted her award probably wasn't expecting it or maybe she was and that's just you know her personality but mm-hmm. I think that's huge and I think she deserves it and yeah I can see I can see Barcelona doing what they did last year once again so yeah I think so too I can see that yeah um keeper of the year surprise not there. surprise not at all after hey. that euro Fantastic. so then okay here's the question for you do you think and and nick also made this comment he thought mendy for chelsea deserved it more than donorama because of a, a collectively better year i don't disagree yeah i don't disagree i think i think what pushed uh donorama over was the euro mm. i think he had a fantastic euro i think he showed up um but i agree long like in the long run probably mendy for a more consistent run Mm-hmm. of good play um but i'm also not surprised that donorama won it so fair enough what about you was he your pick or were you i mean goalkeeper is always difficult to to choose from just because you know like Kaylor navas is still going strong you have sure. allison and anderson um there's so many good goalkeepers and, and and i like nick's argument with mendy being a big shadow because of how good chelsea were but also the reason why all these Chelsea players are getting the recognition is because they won the Champions League. Had they lost that final, I'm, I guarantee you that Ederson would be the one in the conversation and not, probably not, not Mendy. Um, probably, but I mean, those huge tournaments take, or I think that's what helps push you to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think it just depends on the the season they've had and winning helps obviously because winning gives you more recognition you know so yeah we see it everywhere right yeah i agree i was just curious to yeah to see what you thought about that um... i mean i'm not like like i said i i wouldn't have been surprised if mendy got it but i'm also Mm. not surprised that donnarumma got it because of the euro yeah you gotta win something to get any sort of recognition for sure uh, right uh, even though Ben Foster is one of the best shot stoppers, as Nick says, <laughs> we've seen in a while. <laughs> uh, My God. <laughs> so this happens every year. And the EPL always has a hectic winter Christmas schedule where it's like game on game, game on game, mm-hmm. plus the EFL if you're in the Carabao Cup and whatnot. Um, managers complain all the time, obviously, because they, they right. want their rested players. Are you happy with it? Like, what do you make of of a busy winter schedule. I mean, it, it makes great for viewing because there's soccer during the holidays. Sure. But-, but I think it's really hard on players because but there's also, I don't know where you would fit games in because. Well, that's I- the thing. Like you look at the German league, you look at Bundesliga or you look at Serie A or even the French Liga, and they have right. like two to three weeks off in 
in December to be with family to train right. lightly. Like whatnot. a Christmas, yeah. Yeah, like I don't see why that can't be done or, you know, having a, no, a, a, a little bit of a break because, like, I know but French... There's also, food- like, like, you need to give them rest. I agree. I think it's too much in, in a short period of time. Yeah. But I also think they play so many games throughout the year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's all... If it's not at Christmas time, it would probably be at a different period in the year, right? Because they've got to mm. fit all those games in. I agree. I think the winter schedule is absurd. Mm. But they're playing so many tournaments. They're playing so many, you know, champions. If you're obviously for the top teams, like they're playing Champions League or Europa. Or, and then if you're playing with your national teams, things like that. So especially when it's a Euro year or a World Cup year, like you have heavy years or qualifying years, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's international break you're playing so many games but i i do agree i think they need to rework the schedule and give them at least like 10 days or something just to like spend with family because i mean like if you're trying to see if a lot of these players are from other countries i'm sure they don't get to see their family very often like no that that was cavani's thing right where he wanted to head back home yeah Yeah. and they can't do it because Mm -hmm. you know you're 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 paid to play it's your job and you're going to go and do your job but mm-hmm. you know your headspace might not be where you need it to be to yeah. perform at your best and then you have fans who go ah he's out of form let's get rid of him and you're like, like but that's exactly. not the answer um he not that it... to go see his family for christmas yeah like i know the syria like syria ends i think a week later or something like that just to compensate and i know march gets a little busy but March gets busy. There's no internationals. There's nothing going right. on. And, and most teams don't have, you know, cup cup competitions. Like, I mean, take Leicester, for example, when they won the, the Premier League, they had one match per week, literally one match per seven to eight days because there were no other competition. Right, right. So how many other teams go through that? Um, I mean, then the question of, do you have enough depth to to sustain this? And then teams go, we're not paying, you know, six other players just so you have depth over a three-week span or something. But right. True. Which I still think it's messed up. I think right. But you I want rotation. You can, yeah, I think if you can move them to March, I think that would be better because I think the players would take the Christmas break time and rather have a busy March for sure. I know I would if that yeah. if I were in that situation. Well, I feel like it'd be another little mini preseason where you get to reset a little bit and start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's what most of the other leagues do. Like uh, in France. Uh, they have to be back. I don't know. Every team is a little bit different, but maybe the first week in January and the last game is the 11th of December. So depending mm. on your team, you might get two full weeks. You might get three, depending on your coach, things like that. So there's a month, about a month between actual games. And then it just depends what your coach wants to do with it. So, yeah. Like I know at Bordeaux, they have to be back on the, maybe the third okay um and do like a little camp like a little preseason, like a little mm-hmm. couple days of a camp just to get back into it but at least like coaches are giving their players some some time off especially players that need to travel and things like that it gives you a little extra travel time and you can go quarantine home. if you have to do it depending exactly. on where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where in the world you're coming from so mm-hmm. um which i think is great that the french league gives you a, enough time to have that most coaches will do that some i mean depending on the team and the rules mm-hmm. and, and whatever your coach dictates. But, yeah, you know, any reasonable coach is going to give you the time off because they know it's like midway through the season, you need to refresh and come back and be ready to play. I agree with that. So Klopp and Pep, 
I understand what you're saying. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> um, speaking of players that are French from the French league, where mm-hmm. one of them is, uh, Barcelona's president came out and said that he would take Osman Dembele over Kylian Mbappe. What are your thoughts on that? I'm curious. I, I let out the biggest laugh. I've like, like I was just like, ha, yeah, right. Um, and I know people have been comparing numbers and if he's healthy and not healthy, but. But do you think that he said that from a playing standpoint, from a personal standpoint? He said it because they're in a contract negotiation right now. Right, of course. To see how but... much he's worth. Right. Um, I saw the numbers and I go, okay, I understand that. And if he wasn't, if he was healthy, I also understand that. But I don't know, something about killing Mbappe in the way he controls the game down the middle, off the wing. Like, I feel like Dembele's stuck to one side. Sure, but um, I mean, Mbappe's also been in the French league. Like, <laughs> that's the biggest. Can he be healthy in a different league? Right. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Like, if he goes to a different league, does he, is it a totally different player? Yeah. Or- know maybe Dembele comes to PSG and is a also a completely different player you know well he'd be a good and healthy Maria replacement if he's healthy right Mm. but I just found the comment a little absurd considering the guy hasn't been healthy in three years so I don't like (laughs) sure we're looking at a small scoop of numbers and whatnot and pace and whatever it is but I don't I don't think that's a valid argument or a valid statement yeah. until Dembele gives me a solid year and Barcelona are not in seventh anymore and they're a top three team. True. That's fair. Yeah. I agree with that. But yes, Kylian Mbappe needs to to go to a league where he's going to get pushed around a little bit because right. I, 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 I don't like everyone in the French league. I like the French league. It's fun when you're not playing in Marseille. Uh, <laughs> no, well, they don't play in Marseille. The games get canceled. So. Yeah, basically. But like he outruns everybody. So I'd be curious to see him in a league where it's a bit more physical, where he doesn't get the extra step to run around people. Yeah. Um, or in Spain where, you know, they focus a lot on possession. Like, can he chase the ball? Clearly, he doesn't play defense. That's what we've seen with a couple of images this season. So Maybe it's not okay. Maybe I should say it's not a far-fetched statement to make, but I also I laughed because I, I don't get the comparison just yet. Well, I'm sure it's a, like you said, they're in contract negotiations right now, so you're you're a salesman at that point. So you're yeah. to sell to sell the product or sell the club or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think at that point it's it's probably for that signature you know <laughs> it is a signature just to to know that they can sign him up give him a release clause and then sell him so they can make the money <laughs> yeah no kidding well um speaking of money and transfers and movement yeah who do you think is going to be the next manager to get the sack well up this until season. up until maybe an hour ago i thought it was rafa benitez but <laughs> interesting they, they beat Arsenal from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm only saying this because I think the slump is in. Yeah. Um, he's also a former Liverpool manager. So a lot of Everton fans have been a little cheesed with him on That's that. Fair. Not that his team has played well. Like it's not I him. Know. It's the freaking players too. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. But yeah, I thought he'd get the next hook just because, um, you know, struggling. But apparently, you know, you can struggle for an entire year, Oli, and still not get fired until Oli uh, gets it until fans actually make or a... Arteta. Uh, or Arteta. Um, I mean, Arteta's good against everyone not in the top six financially. So that'd be, 
except till they lost to Everton today, so maybe not. Um, generally no, I thought, I generally thought him. Um, I mean, the guy, I think we're going to cover him a little bit later in off the bench, but like the Leipzig coach, I thought he should have been gone a little while ago. Um, uh, who else in the Serie A? Like Massimo Allegri, like Juve sitting in seventh. I mean, I wouldn't fire him, but I, I'm surprised there hasn't been much out of Juve saying that he's in, in, in trouble. I mean, yes, they don't have a striker that can score every day, but right. Uh, what about you? Who who do you think of? It might be next. Um, I thought Rafa Benitez as well. Yeah, but doesn't deserve it. I I think he he deserves. No, but I agree. Him. I think they're in a bit of like a slump, and yeah. you know, the first thing to go is always the manager, right? So yeah. I could see that still happening. Um, maybe come the new year, depending on how things play out in the next couple weeks. Yeah. I want to say Arteta, but Arteta never is going to get, he's never going to get freaking sacked. No. Watch him and and OGS, I was like, one of them's got to go. I feel like Arteta is going to get fired when we least expect him, when they're being like, when they're hot and playing well. Yeah. Yeah. And then they realize that there's some crap going on in the, in the locker room and that's it. Probably. I could see that. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. On Sean Deitch goes. over at Burnley, could he be in trouble? I don't know. Uh, Does they sit in the bottom? Yeah, but who are they gonna who are they gonna bring in? Rafa Benitez. No, no, no. <laughs> bring in Rafa. Maybe things will get better. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Bre- would Brendan Rodgers be a guy that gets fired? As you know, Lester sits. 11th and keep allowing two goals a game but again who are you gonna bring in rafa beneath no (laughs) (laughs) see yeah we can say this guy's getting fired this guy's getting fired but the clubs have no people to bring in so even i think for united it was difficult to find a coach they found a coach who hadn't even been coaching so you know all right well speaking of coach what do you make of Ralph Regnick in his first match. I think it's too early to tell that he had one training session with the team before this game. Apparently 45 minutes long, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Like nothing yeah, changes yeah. In, in that amount of time. I don't think that's, he played the same formation. He played everything. You know what I mean? So I don't think mm-hmm. that's, he's made any changes yet. It's just, okay, we have a game. We got to get through this game and then we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, we'll see. It's one game. Like you said, like I'm not too, I think my argument is maybe he's trying to just bring modern football at United and, and yeah. bring us back in the times that we sort of been stuck. It's like, what's the identity? So maybe he's trying to give us an identity. So I'll give him the time and the benefit of that. Um, a little questioning the Armis assistant coach signing the former TFC manager who had a fallout with players, fallout with fans, fallout with right. management. Is he the right person to bring in at Manchester United? Like, that I mean, I'm questioning that more than the Ralph Ragnick signing because I understand coaches right. not moving mid-season unless they're fired, which is not going to happen. Right. So. But is that a club decision, or do you think that was a coach decision? Like I think it was a Ralph. His own team. I think it's his decision, especially yeah. with no Michael Carrick there. Yeah. Um, Again, okay. Well, the Michael Carrick thing. Do you think that's a club decision, or do you think that was a coach decision? Like I'm bringing my own team with me when I come. I don't know what to make of that situation because he came out and said that he wants to leave and that was it for him. So like he kind of showed what he can do as a manager and how people respected him and whatnot. But I could also see that Woodward 
or Ralph Ragnick said like your your role will be a lot less than what you are doing now and he probably didn't accept that role but again we don't know the internal conversations because you know we're we're not going to find that out but no I mean it's one game fly on the wall oh of course right like just listening in and be like you're dumb why are you saying that no uh but the next 10 games are winnable in the Premier League so I think if you know you win seven of those you draw two of those and you lose one I go I'm okay with that because you've just you've just got an over 500 record you've gotten 20 something points like that's pretty good right Uh, but if you see struggling and you see fatigue excuse me, you see fatigue, you don't see rotation, you know, Paul Pogba goes in with another red card, you know, oh, stuff like right. that. Um, we'll see what happens, but... Uh, Don't get me started. Paul Pogba. <laughs> uh, but fresh start for everybody, which is good. And I think that's yeah. what a new manager brings in. Still questioning the Armist signing because... Yeah, but in. we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. It's going to take a little bit before you actually get a real feel for what he's changing within the mm. club and that environment and things like that. So, yeah. Okay. All right um on the other side of the world we have some um crazy trades going on in the nwsl if you don't know what's going on there are is it two expansion teams this year yeah There's i'm just looking it up I'm pretty san sure, diego yeah. wave and la i believe are the two expansion clubs um so they have been signing players trading players not just them but everyone around the league um, yeah. i think the biggest news was today as of today was alex morgan i know san diego is trying to acquire her um which is huge ashlyn harris and ali krieger just got traded to gotham Mm -hmm. which is um if you don't know they have a baby so i'm sure they're a package deal Mm -hmm. um who else was new julie ertz and sam ertz yeah yeah maybe uh kaylin sheridan the canadian keeper getting moved after the they bring krieger in right yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, Tegan McGrady went to San Diego Wave. Mm-hmm. Katie Johnson went to the Wave as well. Um, so what is with these newer clubs going in and making these trades without technically having a team? So what do you mean? Like, how does it work? Yeah, like, I know they, they can make trades and everything, but like, do they have all the capital to make it without actually having a team ready to go? I think that's okay so they are not trading they are acquiring so because Mm -hmm. they're expansion teams they get to acquire unprotected players right so they don't have to trade for them they just can acquire them Mm -hmm. to build a roster but they also sign players like that they probably haven't released so if they're acquiring then at the expansion draft do they not take players from that team anymore since they've already taken it beforehand they can they still can so i think these are like these are more the big time big money players gotcha so then what they'll do is they'll go through and they'll take because um these are the ones that they're going to pay straight off the bat like through directly to a club they're going to go so if i'm san diego wave i'm going to um i don't know uh gotham and saying we want picket we want her before the um the draft we'll pay Mm -hmm. this much for her and we'll give you our whatever pick in the draft or whatever gotcha. you know what i mean yeah so it kind of works like nfl a little bit okay um so they acquire that player and then on the draft day all the unprotected players are put onto a list mm-hmm. but you can also trade for protected players you know what i mean mm. you just can't acquire those players like it would work like any signing you know if i'm signed gotcha. to a club and another club wants me i can still sign with them right mm-hmm. as long as they make an agreement between the clubs so 
but you can still acquire all those unprotected players. So there's gotcha. a protected player list and an unprotected player list. So what they do now in the NWSL is they'll have a lot of players waiting on the back burner because it's, let's say I sign for Gotham today. Mm-hmm. I then am now involved in the expansion draft. So they would either have to protect me or put me on the unprotected player list. So you're never going to sign a player and then throw them onto the unprotected player list. Yeah. So they're going to wait to sign all these players until the day after the draft. Mm. So they have players kind of waiting in the wing who they've maybe made verbal commitments to or something yeah. like that. And then they wait to sign them. Ah. Uh, it can be very uh, complicated. They also have this thing called a discovery list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is what I, I just learned this actually, which is mm. crazy. So apparently correct me if i'm wrong listen mm. in the nwsl they have it's called a discovery list and they can own players rights so i don't play in the nwsl but a team in the nwsl could own my rights so if i decide i want to go play in the nwsl and we start speaking to i don't know maybe i go to um houston dash i go to talk to houston houston dash they 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 then need to look up if another team owns my rights because if another team owns my rights then they either have to buy them from me or trade them or come to an yeah some sort of compensation for it yeah but these are players who are not even playing in the league they could be european players they could be whatever it's oh she might potentially come to play in the league in the next whatever years so we're gonna throw her onto our discovery list Mm. that's something they do very frequently in the nhl where players go off to the khl but they own those rights so if they come back to the nhl you have to negotiate with exactly that team so but i wouldn't even know you don't even know until you go to the nwsl and try and be on a team because somebody could own somebody could own my rights and i have no idea well how can they can they own your rights without you knowing apparently yeah because i've had friends go and try and get on clubs and be like oh i didn't even know so-and-so owns my rights that seems a little shady isn't that weird but again correct me if i'm wrong if people listening that's just what i understand which is a little hmm, strange i'm looking at i'm looking that up while we're we're talking about it but that seems a little odd that you're not aware of or your agent's not aware of it for example because then you can't come, like what if what if the team that owns you is sitting in dead last and will not give you up and now you gotta i mean I you're know. still playing you know what i mean but yeah i don't i have no idea i don't really know how all the legal stuff works and all yeah. that but i just thought it was kind of interesting how that works. yeah yeah cool if you have more information listeners uh tweet at one of us let us know if we explained it incorrectly or know it yeah, differently definitely. yeah yeah, yeah really you know, more info let us know that's we that's nwsl player to come on one time and explain it to us yeah it seems like a very um north american sport thing with like rights and yeah how you sign and draft NFL, but like yeah nhl very drafty very yeah they don't do drafts you know no not at all you're care. free agent sign bye-bye yeah free transfer that's cool yeah. um uh, transfer great that's what we want uh, yeah uh yeah but i'm excited for the draft when is it as i as i ask this Before, i think it's soon it after christmas well because the the college cup is still going on so once mm-hmm. that's over then they do all the like all american awards and all those things so scheduled be to be time. held december 16th okay so just before christmas yeah it's a little yeah, christmas gift for christmas. the <laughs> And then Kansas City are exempt from the draft because they just joined last year. Yeah, because they're a new new yeah. club. You can't don't beat them while they're down. Or you know you can considering 
Don't North America. No, no, kidding. Don't do that. Uh, cool. Any other NWSL thingies? News? No, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, if you want more info on the the trades that are going, I mean, there's a ton of trading going on right now. Just check out um, NWSLsoccer.com. They've got all the info for you that yeah. you ever want about the NWSL. I don't think I can see Alex Morgan on a different team in the NWSL aside from the pride, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Well, it looks like it's being finalized as of an hour yeah. ago. So, yeah. so no Marta, no Morgan together. No, no. sad day. End of an era. Yeah. No, it's okay. Time for a change. Let's Time go. Change. Mix it up. Let's a go. Little. New year coming up. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, should we hop into a break when we come back? Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. We'll take yeah. a break. And when we come back, some new stories for y'all. Hey guys, it's producer Jake here from Benning House, the Garage Door Sports Network's ultimate degenerate gambling podcast. Catch our episodes weekly on Apple, Spotify, and Google as we bring you banter, laughter, and of course picks for all sorts of games throughout the week. Give us a follow on our socials at Betting House Pod, where you can catch all our bets each week as well as some bonus content. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Let's get rich. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. All right, off the bench today, quick five storylines throughout the week. Uh, first one is Jude Bellingham could be suspended six months following his comments about ref Felix Zoyer's history with scandals and match fixing in Germany. Dortmund have stood by their young star, but uh, six months might be a lot. Could be heavy. Um, some big news coming out of Canada and out of Italy. Julia Grosso heads to Juve. That's a huge signing for her. She's fresh out of uh, college or university, whatever you call it. Um, and yeah, so that's massive. I'm excited There's, for her. Yeah, pro league next year, you were saying? Yep. Yeah, so Italy will officially be, it's supposed to be. It got pushed back because of COVID, but there's supposed to be a, a fully professional league next year. So that's super exciting. She's stepping into a really um, exciting time in Syria and a really big club. So we wish her definitely all the best and we will be following along. Um, as we already know, Justin Marsh is done at uh, RB Lipsing after four months, which is <laughs> probably not soon enough. Um, they're currently sitting <laughs> in 11th. <laughs> Oh, why not? They're, they're currently sitting in 11th and they've been knocked out of uh, Champions League now. Okay. In uh, CPL news, uh, which if you don't follow along, that's the Canadian Premier League. Pacific end the Forge dominance with a 1-0 victory yesterday for the first championship, which would have, for Forge, it would have been the third, right? Yeah, third in a yeah. row. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, super excited about that. Uh, staying in North America, let's go to the American side of things. Uh, MLS. Portland versus New York City on Saturday, December 11th for the final. Um, Where is it? Uh, Providence Park, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, cool. Providence Very nice. Park. That's exciting. Yeah. 
New champion last year was Columbus. New champion. Yeah, that's good. New York Time City owned by Men City. You know, let's see if they win a win a cup final somewhere. Oh my gosh! Yeah, maybe maybe it'll happen. But yeah. um, other than that, that pretty much does it for today. Any final thoughts before we head off? So I watched ten things I hate about you. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh my god! It's so good. Um. So. I absolutely love Julia Stiles, obviously, because of the Bourne series. Um, okay. but also Heath Ledger. The guys a, the guys are freaking charmer, eh? He just smiles and you're like, out of boy. Great smile. It was like that in what's the other one? A Knight's Tale. Love mm. that movie too. But I have to say I was disappointed that the guys making all the little plans um had no consequences at all. Like there was no consequences for every anybody else in the entire movie except for the bully. And I was like, the other two guys are pretty, pretty, um, should be held responsible as well as the sister Bianca. Snaky. Yeah. Like yeah, they're all being Bianca, little snakes, yeah, but also like the fact that it perpetuates, um, that the girl at the end has to forgive the guy or forgives the guy. Cause he bought her $300 guitar. guitar. Like, wow. I think she should have been like, nah, man, I'm going off to the East coast. I don't need this. And I'll take the guitar. Thanks. And I'll take the guitar. <laughs> be like, we should be friends is the way they should have ended it. But nah, man, she was in love Stop. with them. It's a cute rom-com. I know it was a cute rom-com, but I'm cute like, rom-com from like the what early 2000s or the oh, 90s yeah, or something. Whatever. But still I was like, how is there no consequence? This bothers me. But apparently there's, um, a Wattpad author that became famous for something similar to a story like that, where they're like, it's a bet on a girl, bet on this, bet on this. And like mm. girls in the book find it attractive. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what you think, but I don't think that's, nah, that's not, not attractive. Me. Nope. nope. Sorry. Just be nice I'd, to the person. I'd I think be done after that. No, yeah. not a chance. But or like, movie, love it. My favorite scene is when they're, when he's dancing down the, <laughs> the bleachers and she's on the field. <laughs> so soccer, technically it's a soccer yeah, related. Soccer related. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we tied it into the soccer podcast. <laughs> oh that one God, particular scene where she's bossing around every girl that's in on our team. But yeah, no, it was a good scene. Um, did appreciate it. I love that movie. What about you? What's your final thought? That is not, I guess, what could be soccer related? I don't know. If anybody wants to send me Christmas cookies, I'll be more than happy to eat them. Are we making, are we baking since we're back? We should do a baking day. We should do Touchline Thoughts baking day and live stream it on Twitch. (laughs) That would be so funny. We can wear our matching sweaters. Yeah, I get flour all over them. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, they're washable. Washable. They're hand washable still washable still washable all right i guess yeah, we're somehow. we'll bring an apron we'll be wearing aprons and <laughs> yeah. we get a little sec- touchline thoughts aprons with our faces on <laughs> eating cookies <laughs> yeah i think the fans want to see that right yep yep, yep collectively yep. saying decided. yes for yeah. everybody else everybody's like no but um no i don't really have any final thoughts i'm um the weather is kind of shitty here but it's cool. oh agreed it's, it's been freezing rain like and j creation sweaters so you can stay warm you can stay warm also get a mug from them custom made for warm coffee or from warm chocolate from or warm beverages yes whatever you prefer whatever you want shameless plugs keep throwing them in what else <laughs> mitts get some mitts get some, get some mitts. put some get a, mitt. scarf, maybe. get a scarf i don't know always a good one keep that get your favorite sports cool. team there you, you know, go. Yeah, you do go. that. You know, that's a great idea. If you need a that's, gift idea, 
If you're a Pacific FC fan for the CPL, go get go get something there, Portland or New York City. You know, great idea. Maybe hold off on the United till you figure out the direction of the team. Or Rafa Benitez, slow down on that a little bit, and then yeah, we're not sure where he's gonna end up. Oh my god. Oh man. All right. With that, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like or leave a rating. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which is at touchline th. Twitter for the both of us is uh pay culver underscore page and myself at Irfan Manji. Um, also don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sport and check out garagedoorsports.com as well as follow JJ Creations on Instagram at JJ Creation with a little underscore under the between the E and the R and the E, but we will post it so that you can find it. Yep. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll see you next match day. Cheers.